Hey, how are you doing? And welcome to the latest episode of the Mind Body Health podcast with me, Dave Sheehan, high performance consultant, and here committed for 25 years or more, committed to you, committed and dedicated to helping you to regain control of the mind body health area of your life, because that is the most important area of your life and is the area that when you get control of it, it will have a positive catalytic impact on every other area of your life. So the Mind Body Health podcast is all about sharing with you the key strategies and tips and secrets that will help you to achieve that. And again, you know, you want to lead a fun, vibrant, fulfilling and successful life, don't you? You want to experience happiness. It's what we all should be striving for. So through this podcast, it's a method of me helping to clear up the confusion because at a time when there's never been so much information, people are more and more confused. And I want to clear up the confusion, give you the facts, because again, my life is dedicated to this whole area. It has been for over 25 years. It will remain that way until the day I take my final breath, because again, I'm committed to you. I'm committed to high performance. I'm committed to personally experiencing optimal physical mental brain uh, performance throughout my life and continuously search for new ways to improve all those aspects for myself, but also then for you as well. So I hope you've enjoyed the previous episodes of the Mind Body Health podcast. The feedback has been fantastic. I've been loving, again, the different messages I've been getting about it and feedback. Um, I hope that continues. Please keep letting me know the types of content that you'd like me to address, the types of questions you'd like me to answer, and also the, the guests, names of guests details of guests you'd like me to have on, which I'm going to start soon. First few episodes are going to be just myself sharing some important information, and then I'll go into a couple of uh, guest interviews then as well. So let me know that this podcast is for you guys. This is for you. Wherever you're listening to in the world, this podcast is for you. The Mind Body Health podcast was set up to help you. So let me know how I can help you more. So on this episode of the Mind Body Health podcast, I'm going to speak to you about sleep. Sleep is probably the most undervalued area of one's life. Most people have no concept or clue just how important it is, yet it is absolutely massive in the impact it has on your overall life. It has a huge impact on your brain function, has a massive impact as a result then of your mood, has a huge impact on your productivity, your ability to prioritize, has a huge impact on your relationships, has a huge impact on the state of your body, your levels of body fat, your ability to build muscle, your ability to improve your performance, your overall energy how your body functions, all, all the systems your body functions, has an impact on you know decisions you make towards your professional career, your finances, absolutely everything. And you know, it's like even for people who are trying to lose weight, get in shape, lose fat, build muscle, improve athletic performance, there's always a focus on training. So what exercise plan are they, are they on? They also typically may have a focus on their nutrition and following some type of nutrition plan or diet or something like that. Some may have a bit of an idea that the psychology and mindset has an importance. You know, that's increasing, but at a very, very slow rate. I was speaking about psychology, motivation and mindset 20 years ago. You know, I noticed now it's starting to become more part of, you know, coaches and experts, um, toolbox let's call it and you know people themselves have become more aware just how important it is well what i hear so so little about apart from the very very select few who are very pretty much like ahead of their time is about sleep sleep is huge sleep is what knits everything together now think about it what is the purpose of sleep sleep is for your body to literally get a break it's like you going on holidays why do you go on holidays why do you even need a holiday 
need a holiday because you need to get away from work for a period of time. You need to let your brain breathe. You need to get to away from your normal daily routines. You may even go in holidays on your own to get away from family, friends, and anyone who's in your life who takes up a certain element of your time. You, you take time away to get a break from everything so you can recharge, rejuvenate, regenerate, and come back stronger than ever. That's our goal with holidays, right? Well, every night when your body goes to sleep, your mind goes to sleep, that's the purpose. That's what it's for. That's what it needs. And this is the important word. It needs it. For many years, when I first started out and I was working 16 to 18 hours a day and I was also trying to do my training and further education and everything, I used to pride myself on being able to sleep or survive on only four or five hours sleep a night. I thought it was like a badge of honor. I thought it was amazing because I was seeing how much I was fitting into my day and I was seeing it as a waste of time getting all this sleep. I didn't need to, so condense it to four or five hours. So I was doing amazing. I used to literally tell people that if I could get a pill to not sleep, I would take it because I want to be productive. I want to move forward towards my goals. I want to do all these things. Little did I know that doing that for a prolonged period of time was having a massive impact on my future health, my future well-being. Also, it was having a big impact on my mood, my energy, and my results. While I was having what I thought was good energy and good mood, and good results, it was nothing compared to what it potentially could have been if I had proper adequate sleep, proper quality sleep. And this is an important shift that I, I had to go through myself a number of years ago when I decided to really study sleep in depth because I heard a few things that challenged my own personal beliefs about sleep and the way I was living at the time, which I have, at the time felt was optimum. But just a key thing that I've lived my life as, and I encourage you to, is always question always question everything. I've never stopped questioning. I've been like a child, you know, like children, three, four years of age, people always go mad, even two years of age, that they question all the time. They keep asking why, 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 why? Never lose that. And also never lose your kind of critical thinking element, never lose the ability to be open-minded to both sides of any argument or any point or every any kind of lifestyle choice, because you'll also people are on either side of a fence and typically somewhere in the middle, it's right for everything. You see it in the religion, you see it in politics, you see it you know, with diets, you see it with government policies, you see it with everything. There's far extremes, but then there's also the bit in the middle. So it's important for you to challenge your own beliefs and everything. And when you have information, then you can make an informed decision. You may stay with the same belief, you may alter your belief, or you may completely change your belief. You know, I had this, I had that experience with going uh, vegan nine years ago, nearly nine years ago, depending on when you hear this, you know, January 1st, 2012. Now, I'm not going to go into depth with that because that's a whole different podcast. But, you know, I went from where I would have been totally against something like that to then going for it 100% as a lifestyle choice and have done and will continue to do so until my last breaths. So very important to keep our minds open. And I did that with sleep many, many years ago when I just I heard a few things thought, yeah, that makes a bit of sense. Uh, let's try this. Tried a few things, saw a bit of benefit in it, and uh, decided, hey, let's research this thoroughly, like I do. Like the last podcast, I spoke about water, for instance. I think it was the last podcast. And I studied water in depth for a couple of years and tried different things. Same with sleep, tried different things. So what I want to do in this episode is share with you the truth behind getting high quality sleep. And it's high quality that matters, not quantity. Now, if you can get quantity and quality, gold. That's magic. It's like for athletes. Like if an athlete can get their good night's sleep and also get some proper quality naps during the day, they're going to have incredible recovery, which is going to improve their athletic performance, going to overall improve their career. 
um, let's say normal people who have to do jobs and have kids and all that kind of stuff and manage normal life stuff. It can be challenging enough just to even get the proper night's sleep, not to mind trying to get, you know, naps and stuff during the day when professional athletes have the time to do that. But you as a normal Joe So, if you're a normal Joe So listening to this, because, you know, we'll have all kinds of people listening. It's important you get the biggest bang for your buck, basically. So with your sleep, make sure it's highest quality. Okay, so I want to make sure, first of all, you understand sleep is important because it is a period of time when your body gets a break, your brain gets a break, and where the body goes into regeneration, rejuvenation, you know, recovers the muscle fibers from all the damage you've done to them with your training or just from daily life, recovers, um, you know, your cells, regenerates them, your brain gets a break. It's, you know, it's the magic time. It's when the magic happens, basically. Okay, without quality sleep, you won't get the right results and you won't be refreshed and rejuvenated the next day. Very important for the people around you. Your mood will not be good if you're tired. Think about the times you're tired. You're pretty moody, aren't you? You're pretty bloody cranky. Sometimes you could be unbearable to be around. You might even find yourself unbearable. You can be so cranky. That's what happens when you're tired. It's like you see with people. If they're overtired and overhungry, it's a bad combo. But even just being overtired is not good. But it can be avoided. There's nothing stopping you having high quality sleep. We can all have it, but there's certain things that you have to do to ensure it. Okay. So I'm going to give you some tips. They're going to, if you do them, I can guarantee you 100% that you will experience immediate uh, results. Immediate results. Okay. So first, I'm going to just go with the setting, the actual room itself. So it's important that the room itself is set up for proper sleep. What does that mean? Your room should be like a bat cave. It should be absolutely pitch dark. We, at a normal cellular level, genetic level, whatever you want to call it, you know, go back to caveman times, we react to light and dark. So when it's bright, we feel more awake. When it's dark, we feel more sleep. Simple way to prove that to you is think about a summer's evening. It's 10 o'clock, it's 11 o'clock. You're out the back, out in your garden. You might be having a barbecue or just sitting around having a glass of wine or chatting with friends or with your kids, even who a lot of time in summer will still be up at that time. How do you feel? It's still bright. It's 1030. It's 11 o'clock at night. You still feel awake, don't you? You don't feel tired. You're not even thinking about going to bed. Same as in the morning. It's bright. Some Depending where you live in the world, like here in Ireland where I am, it's bright at 4, 4.30 in the morning. Now, if you wake up that time, do you feel tired? Or do you feel energized and ready to go? Typically, you wake up earlier, don't you? And when you do, when it's bright outside, you're raring to go. Why is that? Your body, your mind, your cells, everything's stimulated. Hey, it's time to go. Let's go. Now, take the opposite in the winter. Again, depends where you live in the world, the extremities that you experience. But again, me taking my experience here on this side of the world, in the morning, if it's a really dull, dark, wet, wintry, cold, you know, snowy even type day, it could still be dark at 8 o'clock, 8.15. Definitely very, very overcast. So that's very late in the morning. You wake up whatever time I typically get up, 6 a.m., but whatever time you get up, you know, you feel it's harder to get out of bed. You feel more lethargic. You don't have the same oomph. It's hard to get going. When the day is dull and dreary all day, it's the same thing. Four o'clock in the afternoon, 4.30, it's getting pitch dark. It's getting nighttime-like. How do you feel? Are you wide awake? Are you tired? You're tired. It's inevitable because we react to light and dark. So you see in the winter time, 4.30, you could be sleepy. In the summertime, it could be 11 p.m. and you're still wide awake. You're still raring to go, still full of energy. Going to bed isn't even on your radar. See the difference? And the same, like I said, for the morning. So we react to light and dark. So it's very important your room is pitch dark. How do you achieve that? Blackout curtains is the best. Blinds with curtains. Or if you don't have any of that, can't afford it, don't invest in it. Get one of those like eye shield things, a couple of quid. Or I remember before on the Virgin Atlantic uh, flight to the States, I um, got one there. We used to get them for flying. 
So I had one of them, only a couple of quid. So cover your eyes, whatever makes it pitch dark. You want to make sure it's pitch dark to your senses and to your eyes, okay? So that's the most important thing because we react to light and dark. And when we're hit with darkness like that, we, re we release melatonin. Melatonin is what's crucial for your body to get sleepy and go to sleep and go into deep sleep. One of the key ingredients, okay? So pitch dark, also make sure the room is... No, nice temperature, not too cold, not too hot. Same as your bed, same as your bed clothes. Make sure you've got a good mattress. Make sure it's comfortable, but good for your spine at the same time. So get that balance right between your spinal health, your biomechanical health, and also what's comfortable. So you don't want to be feeling like you're sleeping on the floor and it's too, you just can't go to sleep, but also you don't want to be so soft and comfy that it's terrible for your biomechanics and your spine, okay? Let's get that balance kind of right. Now, that's that part. We also need to create an association with the bedroom, okay? There's only two purposes the bedroom should be for. One of them doesn't even have to be the bedroom. But two purposes for the bedroom, one is for sleep, second one's for sex. And as I said, that one can be not necessarily confined to the bedroom. All right. So, but the first one, sleep. They're the only, these are the only two things your room should be associated with. We need to create associations because again, when we have an association, we have a certain, like again, like at a cellular level and our mind and our brain's expectation. What you want is when you're going towards the bedroom, even your body and your brain are starting to go, oh, it's time to go to bed. We're starting to get sleepy, release melatonin. Okay. This is what's key. Just like Toilet is used for the toilet. The kitchen is used for the kitchen. Your living room should be used for the living room. The garden's used for its purpose as well. When we start combining these things, like people having their sitting room like an office, come like the kitchen where they're eating instead of, or like a dining room eating there and instead of eating in the dining room, stuff like that. You know, we mix things together. We mix how our body reacts and our brains react to situations. Just like if you've got a home office, if you work from home, you should only work when you're in there. When you're out of there, you don't work. Because otherwise, you're combining different things, different kinds of energies, different kinds of expectations internally, okay? So very important, we create positive associations. So do not study in the bedroom. Do not work in the bedroom. Do not read stuff that's stimulating or do anything that's stimulating in the bedroom, okay? So it's for sleep and also for sex, okay? That's the only two purposes for the bedroom. Now, that's that. Now, most important one, the one that have the biggest impact. Now, for those of you who can see this on video, I'm showing you my mobile phone, right? The mobile phone is the reason why the majority of the world is chronically sleep deprived. And the worst thing is you don't even know you're sleep deprived. I can near guarantee that you are sleep deprived unless you do exactly what I do every night, which if you haven't heard this type of information before, you won't be doing. Or if you've heard me speak about these things or read it in my book, Metabolic Simulation System, you maybe aren't implementing it all. So this might be a good reminder to you. But the phone is the reason why you're sleep deprived. Why is that? Well, the phone is constantly transmitting radiation. People have their notifications turned on all the time. What's that doing? Every time there's a notification or a message, it's like a, it's like a radiation pulse, okay? It's like a pulse of it. Most people, when they're asleep, use the phone as their alarm. Is that you? Do you use your phone as your alarm? Big, big mistake. Also, are you charging your phone while you're asleep? Again, the majority of people charging their phone while they're asleep. 99% of people I ask these questions to, the answer yes, because it's how the world has become. It's what people do. They're on their phone before they go to sleep, usually to the last second, then they turn, turn or put it charging onto the bedside locker, set their alarm, turn off the light, go to sleep. Now, if I went into your room last night, you will look asleep, but the reality is you're not actually asleep in terms of what sleep should mean and what sleep requires for you to regenerate and rejuvenate and for you to get quality sleep. 
So you're not doing that. You are literally, your vessel is, is lying there like it's asleep, but the brain's not asleep because the brain is stimulated from what you did before bed, which I'll go on to shortly. And your brain is stimulated from, in fact, there's radiation constantly pumping. There's constant pulses of radiation from notification messages. And there's constant electricity and electromagnetic frequency pumped through that phone into your brain right beside your head on the bedside locker. Okay, now you might think, wow, that sounds crazy. Or you might think, whoa, we never knew that before. Some might think it sounds over the top. Let me guarantee you this 100%, 100%. If you stop using your phone as your alarm and stop charging it beside your head by, by bed and you get a battery alarm clock, three quid, five quid, 10 quid, whatever, cheap or little battery alarm clock, I can guarantee you 100%, you will have one of the best sleeps you've had in years, if not the best sleep you've had in your entire life. Why is that? Because you've taken away what's stopping you sleeping. Like I said, your vessel looks asleep, but you are not asleep. Your brain's not asleep. You're not hitting rapid eye movement. You're not hitting a deep phase of sleep because we go through phases. When we nod off, we're in light sleep. Then we should go into deeper sleep and deeper and deeper and deeper. Then the deepest sleep, which is where our body gets its full recovery if we hit it. Rapid eye movement then comes back out. For everyone, it's a cycle of about an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and 45. Mine is an hour and 45 cycles because I tested this. And this is what I'm saying to you. I study this in depth. I use myself as a guinea pig, spoke to many experts, read many books, watched many videos, all that kind of stuff. I use myself as a guinea pig by testing myself, by waking myself up. This is a good many years ago. But waking myself up at different intervals after one hour, after an hour and a half, after three hours, after three and a half, after 15 minutes, after everything and noting how I felt and then was able to work out then when I wake up and I feel fresh, I must be at the end of a sleep cycle. When I wake up and I feel knackered, I'm in the middle of a sleep cycle. I think about the night you wake up or something wakes you up and you're so tired. It's like, oh, my God. And other times that you wake up and it could be three in the morning and you're fresh. You think, geez, I could nearly get up right now. The reason is because you've come out of a sleep cycle or maybe you never, ever even went into a sleep cycle if your sleep quality is that bad which are many people it will be. But we go to sleep cycles from light sleep to deeper, 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 deepest, all the way back out again within a period of an hour 15 to an hour 45. The goal is to get as many of them in as you, as you can every single night or every sleep period. It's like, that's why I don't really agree with naps. If someone goes to sleep for 15 minutes or 30 minutes or even an hour in the afternoon, it might feel a little rejuvenated, but it's like tricking the body into taking it's gone into sleep when it hasn't and you're waking up during a sleep cycle. If you're taking a nap, you're better off to at least take an hour 15 to an hour 45. So you will either complete a sleep cycle or get close enough, okay? So you will feel a difference. You'll wake up and you'll feel fresh versus if you do wake up during a cycle, you won't feel fresh. So, you know, the evidence is there even just for you to just test that out. OK, so from now on, turn off your bloody phone. Do you really need to have the phone on? Can you not afford three to ten pounds, euros or dollars or whatever currency you work in? Of course you can. That needs to be your alarm. OK, we've just become so dependent on the phone, on the mobile phone. And that we feel, oh, just in case someone calls. Who is going to call you? And also, if it's that urgent, there'll be another way of contacting you somehow. But how often will you need that urgent to call in your life? It's, it's minimal to zero. So turn it off. If you really, really, really feel you need it on, what you do is leave it on, but leave it at the other side of the room or ideally even in the, the hallway, the corridor. Get it as far away from your head as possible. That's the most important thing, okay? The other thing is do not have the TV in your room. And if you do, please turn it off and I mean plug it out because that little red light, standby light, it's the same as it being on, same radiations pumping out of it. So when you're in a hotel room, for instance, 
make sure if you're watching the TV, when you're finished, turn it off and plug it out. So there's no electricity, there's no radiation, there's no nothing. These are little things that will have an incredible, absolutely incredible impact on your sleep quality. And rem remember why I said, if you get good sleep quality, what's going to happen is your brain's going to function much better next day. You won't have that brain fog. Your memory will be better. Your concentration will be better. Your mood will be better. That'll be better for you. It'll be better for everyone around you because you're in better mood and more motivation and feeling better psychologically. You're going to make better decisions. You're going to have a better lifestyle. You're going to improve towards your goals a lot more. See the impact just of even just turning off your phone at night, the impact that can have, I can guarantee you 100% the difference is absolutely um, amazing. Amazing. So that's the important thing with the phone. And also, like I said, if you're going to have a TV in the room, because there's nothing wrong with watching TV before bed, but what's bad is if you turn off the TV just before you go to sleep and go to sleep, and it's even worse if it's in your room and even worse if you leave it on standby. Okay. Hope these points are making sense to you. Anything that you may question or be a bit unsure about, feel free to message me. Okay. I'm always open to answering questions, but anything I share on the Mind Body Health podcast or in any of the material I put out there across the internet. Um, the other thing that's important is your pre-sleep routine. Like I touched on there, sometimes people will watch TV and go, oh, I'm tired and have to go to bed. And uh, it's the worst thing you can do because again, the brain's stimulated. Now, you might have fallen asleep on the couch. You might be falling asleep watching it. That's, again, like your vessel falling asleep, but your brain is still stimulated because, again, all the lights and stuff coming off the TV is stimulating you. Same if it's an iPad, same as if it's your mobile phone watching videos or looking at social media. Any type of screen time needs to be stopped. Minimum, ideally, 30 minutes before bed. I even say if starting off, you find it hard, even do 15 minutes and then expand it. Minimum 15 minutes before bed, press stop on everything. Press stop on all your devices. Press stop on work, study, any kind of commitment, any stimulation, any reading that stimulation, stop it all. And what matters then is that you're focused on a pre-sleep routine. So pre-sleep routine means that you do activities that will relax your body, relax your mind, release melatonin, get you ready to go to sleep. So when you turn off that light, you're gone and you're gone to sleep. That is the key. That is the goal. Okay. Types of activities I'm talking about are stuff like reading, but make sure it's not stimulating. Make sure it's material that relaxes you, a bit of escapism, something different to your norm. Listen to soothing music, doing some things like yoga, uh, meditation, breathing exercises, Pilates, having a batter shower. I heard many, many years ago by a good friend that having a shower at night is like washing off the day. I think it's brilliant, brilliant. I don't know what you'd call that, analogy or something like that, An analogy, something like that anyway, but you know what I mean. So it's like washing off the day, so then you're going to bed to rejuvenate and start fresh the next day. You're not carrying baggage into bed. You're not thinking about the next day. You're not doing anything. You stop that day, that day is over. You wash it off, off you go. I think that's brilliant. So shower is ideal or having a bath, a nice relaxing bath, nice lavender bath, have your candles, all that kind of stuff. Whatever rocks your boat. But the most important thing is that you relax your mind. So reading, listen, soothing music, stretching, yoga, pilates, breathing exercises, stuff that again calms you down, relaxes you. Most importantly, mentally press stop on the day so that you don't worry about the next day until you wake up the next day. Okay? So in summary, Make your room like a bat cave. Make it as dark as possible. Black with curtains, curtains and uh, what are they called? Blinds or get a pair of eye shades. Make sure your room is comfortable and your bed's comfortable and all that side of things. Turn off your phone, get a battery alarm clock. Positive association with the bedroom. It's for sleep and sex. That's it. And pre-sleep activities. 15 minutes minimum before bed, press stop in the day, and then do stuff that's going to relax your mind and release melatonin, move it to eventually towards 30 minutes, an hour, and so on, okay? So I hope this information 
makes sense to you. I always try to not just tell you what to do, but explain why you should do it. So you have a better understanding of it. And that's always where I've kind of taught things whether with clients or followers or whatever material to put out there, because I feel if you understand the why you're more likely to do it. So I hope that has been helpful. Um, please start doing these tips straight away. Start with turn off the phone tonight. Any of the tips will see a positive impact on your sleep quality. I can guarantee you hundred percent, but turning off your phone will have the biggest, it will have an immediate effect. Okay. So please do these strategies. I hope you enjoyed this. Give this podcast a review and a rating. I really appreciate that because it's important for me to get feedback. Plus, also, obviously, that increases exposure if the podcast is getting some love. So, I'd appreciate your help with that. Share the links out to whatever you know. Tell them that to listen to it, the Mind Body Health podcast. Um, if you feel it would add value to anyone, which I hope it will do. And uh, if you've missed any episodes, go check up on them. And yeah, let me know what you want me to cover in future episodes in terms of topics, questions you want me to address, and also any guests you'd like me to have on. All right, so this is Dave Sheen here, High Performance Consultant, finishing up here on the latest episode of the Mind Body Health Podcast. Have an awesome day. Keep taking action. And remember, take personal responsibility because it's a choice and no excuses.